Hey, what's up? This is Joe from Dead, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Welcome to episode 289 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, as always. And this week, we've got a cool one. We've got Joe Cotella, the vocalist for the band Dead, joining us. Very cool talk with him from uh, two or three weeks ago. Looking forward to getting this one out for everyone to hear. We've got some music coming up. Maybe something to talk about. We didn't we didn't plan ahead, so we'll have to see if we have anything to talk about. Do you? I got one thing. Okay, good. But first, as always, gotta let you know who sponsors this podcast. And that would be MedFarm, a dispensary right here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway. Follow them on their socials. MedFarm on Facebook. MedFarm OK on Instagram. And their website's MedFarmOK.com. That's Farm with a P-H-A-R-M. They're always running specials on there. One of their specials that is always running is if you mention Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order. You can also call them ahead of time, text them ahead of time, send them a message ahead of time to place your order, and go right through their drive-thru to pick up whatever you ordered, which is very cool. And above all else, their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause because 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters which is a very cool cause, and we're very happy to have them on board. So get over there and support MedFarm. Also, Hella Hot Hot Sauce is a hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. They make small batch artisan hot sauces. You can find all their stuff at hellahothotsauce.com. Also follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. They do collaborations with people like Florida Frank from Hatebreed. They've got a sauce called Florida Frank's Florida Heat. It's an excellent, very hot, but very good sauce. I've also done a collaboration with Ghoul as well called Brain Jerk. You can find all that, like I said, on hellhothotsauce.com. Or if you're on the West Coast, they sell them in stores out there as well. But get on there, buy something, and tell them we sent you. DEB Concerts, a promoter based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They brought a ton of great shows to downtown Tulsa, and they also booked the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma. They've got shows coming up from John Karabi, October 23rd at the Ideal Ballroom. Karabi will be doing an acoustic show with our good friends in Rocket Science opening up. They will be fully plugged in, and they're a great band to see live. If you have not, they put on a great show. And then, of course, Karabi, the voice of Motley Crue. Just going to leave it at that, not even compound on what I mean. <laughs> But if you've listened to this podcast more than twice, you probably know my or our thoughts on John Karabi anyway, and how I believe he is. His initials are JC, just like Jesus Christ for a reason. It's it's not a coincidence, goddammit. It's not. But yeah, <laughs> debconcerts.com. Find out info about that show and, of course, any future shows and any of the shows that get rescheduled, and we'll let you know here as well. Finally. Sunset Tattoo is a tattoo shop right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at 3415 East 15th Street. They're right in the heart of Midtown. If you give them a call, shoot them a text before you head over there. You can set up a time to talk to Jake or someone on his crew about what work you need done. They've got over 25 years of experience. Follow them on Facebook, Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. And Instagram is also at Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. There's a ton of pictures on there. You can check out all their work. It's all fantastic. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed. And above all else, they are mother approved. So get a hold of Sunset Tattoo and tell them Thunder Underground sent you. Alright. Want to kick this off with some music? Yes, let's get into it. Okay. Just jumping right in then. This will, if you're standing up, sit down or else this might knock you on your ass. Right. This is a brand new track from Grave Huffer called Ghost Dance. Ghost, 
Ghost Dance, the brand new single from Grave Huffer. That's off their forthcoming album, Necro Occlusion, which should be out here soon. We'll let you know, of course, once that out. You'll probably even hear us talking about the album as a whole because we're both fans of this band. And just like their previous work, Ghost Dance slams. It knocks you on your ass, kind of like I said. Oh, it's the whole, uh, yeah, uh, Joplin Moe, what the fuck? <laughs> Um, Joplin Moe, WTF. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's radical, it's caustic, it's heavy fucking concrete, not heavy metal. <laughs> I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Uh, you know, with the rebar sticking out of it all gnarly and fucked. Yeah. Um, in, in the best fucking way. Uh, we love Grave Huffer. We've had him on the show. Uh, it's been a while, but we've played him also. Um, if, if you're... If you're not on the train, now you are. Yeah, absolutely. That's some heavy stuff, and all their stuff is just like that. So give them a follow on Facebook, and of course, check out their previous music if you have not yet, and look forward to this new album. All right. Before we kind of jump into everything, we've got to mention we've got episodes coming up. Like we've mentioned previously, Jeff Carlson from the Jeff Carlson Band. Mercedes Lander from The White Swan, and of course Kitty. And then we just finished a couple more that we can announce. Right. Uh, prolific as hell. You're, you're knocking them down, Trent. I love it. Hey, you're here with me. So right. We're making them happen. We've got Damon Johnson returning for the third time. And that's pretty cool because I think when it comes to like national touring acts or known artists, We've had Battlecross on like four times. Right. But when it comes to artists that we grew up on or that have been around in our lives since, I mean, we were, what, 16 when Brother Kane debuted? This is, I think, the first artist that's been on here more than twice, so. Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, you know, the thing is, is uh, you you never, (laughs) we kind of talked about this before, you never want to totally fanboy out. You never want to be a Punisher, (laughs) but you, you can't not recognize, you know, um, we've been into Brother Kane since high school. Um, they were the first band I ever saw at Kane's Ballroom. Right. Um, we, you know, Damon Johnson is one of those guys that we followed throughout Slave to the System, Whiskey Falls, Alice Cooper, I mean, you know, Black Star Riders, uh, all that stuff, into what he's doing now. And it's it's never sucked. It's always been top shelf rock and roll. And to, uh, you know, to have this guy on three times is a heavy honor. Quite an honor. Um, you know, so it's just one of those things. You don't take it lightly and you, you treat it with a lot of respect and delicacy, I think. Yeah, definitely. We also just recorded one with Donnie Vi, who was original vocalist for Enough's Enough. And that's kind of going back as well. Like we saw Enough's Enough in 90, was it 92 or 93? 93, I think. Yeah, I think With, so. On Extremes, Three Sides Dairy Story Tour, which was out at the Mohawk Park in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I wish they still did shows out there. That was a right. blast. Well, they sh- they still should. I don't know what the damn problem is. Yeah. It's like the big, the best place in this area for large outdoor shows. So at least in Tulsa. Right. Still had a talk with Donnie. He's got, he's had a lot of solo music come out in the past year and he's got more coming here shortly. We talked about all that. So that one will be coming up soon as well. And then we've got at least two more scheduled here in the next less than a week. Right. Yeah. So we'll be telling you about those next time. Lining them up and knocking them down, so to speak, I guess. Hard at work. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got pretty prolific there throughout April and May. And then kind of slowed down for a bit throughout the summer, just sticking to like one or so a week. But, you know, we're getting kind of like what we just mentioned, four. So we've got four in the can and a couple more coming. So yeah, it's ramping up. Yeah, I mean, that'll push us to about 295. So we'll have a few more before we bring our boys on Severmind. Yeah, Severmind, we're, we're, we're gunning for you, boys. We're coming. Yeah, 11 episodes away now. It's going to happen. Or 10, I guess, because <laughs> it's 289. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so looking forward to all that stuff. We've also got a brand new video on YouTube. We did a review of the new album from Saul, 
Rises Equals that comes out October 23rd. Got an advance copy of that and had a chance to check it out. So check out our YouTube channel, at The Thun Underground, so you can check out our thoughts on the brand new Soul. We have also recently did ones on Metallica and what? Napalm, Napalm Death. Yeah, Napalm Death and did one on Havoc a couple months ago, so... Yeah. Follow that's at the Thun Underground. Subscribe all that stuff. What else we got? Uh, I got I got something. All right. Well, first I got crack the beer. Yeah. Um, just the one thing which is you know a pretty you know broad we all know and you know whatever, but you have to mention it is the whole ACDCTs. Oh yeah. So that's coming, and there you go. <laughs> they tease it on their socials, so moving on. <laughs> well, no, yeah, if you hadn't it's seen... It's just you feel like you have to mention it. Yeah. It's like one of the biggest bands of all time, and it falls right into the category mm. of hard rock and heavy metal that we talk about here. Right. If you hadn't seen it, they released a short little clip that just shows the lightning bolt in the middle of their logo. Yeah. It's just kind of flashing, and it's Flickering, not even... neon, yeah, whatever. Like it's getting ready to come on, because they're coming back. And yeah, they've got a full album coming October 30th with Axl Rose on vocals. Shit. And Phil, no, um, Chris Slade on drums. It's going to be great. You wish. Dave Navarro on rhythm guitar. Oh my God. I don't even know who the fucking bassist is. Probably Rod Diaz. He does everything these days. For real though, we know like there's been pictures released, and, you know, not released, secretly released, I guess, of that Brian Johnson and Phil Rudd are a part of this. and. Hopefully, like we talked about before we hit record, hopefully Cliff, Cliff Williams is a part of it too. Because then you'll basically right. have the entire, you know, second era lineup minus, of course, Malcolm. And they've got Stevie Young, who's a family member of Malcolm and Angus in there anyway. So that's kind of a great fill-in for Malcolm. And yeah, I'm really looking forward. I mean, you can't ever go wrong with new ACDC. You know what you're going to get. Never, and it's never. always solid. Even if it's not as good as you thought, it's still amazing. <laughs> that's right. And something else I mentioned when I was talking to you about it earlier is I hope there's a one song on the album that features Axl Rose on vocals. Oh, guess what? That's not going to happen. You never know. Okay, okay. I'll let you. I'll let you because live in that world. When you really think about it, ACDC is one of those bands that doesn't need. They don't need any promotion. They can say we got an album coming out tomorrow. You know, sure, it's not 1998. It's not going to sell five million copies, but it'll push enough copies. They can go on tour in the next year or two when that's possible without a single bit of promotion. Right. But if they released an album and it had a song with Axl Rose, either on vocals or sharing vocals with Brian Johnson, you realize how much extra press that would get them just... Quite a bit. Without them even trying. So, hey, that's my thoughts. And also the fact that I love Guns N' Roses and ACDC, so... <laughs> anyway... Anything else going on in the world? Oh, one more thing. We talked about, I guess it was two weeks ago, when the Tulsa Music Stream had Phil Lewis on. Oh, yeah. They just had Lita Ford on. Lita, yeah, and Blabbermouth picked them up. Picked yeah. it up, too. So, congrats. Yeah. They got Lita Ford. That's badass. We haven't got Lita Ford. Right. So, fucking kudos to those guys. Yeah. And that's excellent. <laughs> like I said, it got picked up on Blabbermouth from her talking about her new album, so if you haven't checked out Tulsa Music Stream, if you're not from this area, it's really cool. They've got on a lot of people from our area, but they, like I said, we've also had on Phil Lewis, and so that's definitely worth checking out. Speaking of Blabbermouth, our episode with David Elfson from was that last no two weeks ago he got picked up by Blabbermouth as well. Badass, where he was talking about Dirk and his work on the new Megadeth album. So right. Check that one out. That was, of course. A high honor to have David Elfson back on here for a second time. Of course. But yeah, I guess let's get into the, what do you call it, the meat and potatoes of the episode. We've got Joe Cotella, who is the vocalist for Dead, here in a good 30-minute talk, talking about everything that Dead's got going on and some other stuff. If you're not familiar with Dead, check him out. That's D-E-D. There's no A in there. They kind of have a... A lot of people compare them to new metal, but they've got more than just that going on. So they're definitely a band you check out if you like some heavy music. But let's jump into this right now. Here's Joe Cotella from Dead. 
Oh, oh, it's been it's been awesome, man. Um, I feel like it's almost like one of the best reactions from a song we've ever gotten. Honestly, it's uh it's been really good. It's been exciting. I've been seeing reviews on you know different podcasts and different things, whatever. Um, did like a, a live um, Instagram stuff with some people, and it's great, man. It was one of those songs that I I, I was real proud of, and I, I had a feeling people were gonna dig it, so it was cool. It was really exciting to put put it out. You know, you get excited about certain ones, and um, I can't wait to play that one live whenever we can whenever we can do that. So, but yeah, it's been it's been killer. Like, was that the first song you guys had completed, or have you completed a lot of songs, and that's the one you decided to lead with? <clears throat> well, we um, we uh, we have our album is finished. So, okay. Um, yeah, we re- well, we we released two other ones um, as well, and um, this is but yeah, this, it's been a little bit. We've been kind of spacing them out and just releasing them, um, you know, a little bit spaced out, just trying to trying to figure out how you know what to do in in such a weird time. But uh, you know, it's um. Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome. Okay, so do you guys have a release date set, or are you just kind of playing it by ear right now? We don't. Yeah, we're playing it by ear. It's um, you know, it's just such a weird time again, and um, it's like uh, you know, if we just put the album out, then you know, we don't know when we can tour again, all that kind of stuff. So, but you know, we're talking about putting it out. Um, we haven't we haven't released the details or the artwork or any of that kind of stuff yet. Um that's all there it's all happening but we just haven't uh, released it yet so we, we we do have a music video and another single coming out um in the near future i would say and um I, i'm really hoping to kind of bundle all that information with that next song um but uh i still need to get you know i still need to get kind of clearance for all that stuff so right yeah we well, guys are working with uh, kevin Cherko on this like what's it mean to work with someone with the pedigree that he has for this band you know to move to the next step yeah man i mean it's you know it's 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 weird because you know when you first work with them and the idea of working together and everything it was it was um you know you think of oz you know recording ozzy recording um you know disturbed and papa roach in this moment all these all these huge bands and bands that we love and you know you get in there and it's it was it was amazing you know and he's you know he is he's just he's just incredible and um he's so good at everything he does he's a smart guy he's he's a he's a great person uh a great family man and just all these things and you just i just respect him beyond so many things and um um but beyond that it's just such an honor to work with somebody um that is just so talented and really allowed us to be ourselves which is something that you never know if it's going to happen when you when you're going in with like a a big producer that kind of thing you know it's like you know you really hope that that they honor you know who you are as an artist as well and he really did that and that's so important you know and um so i just i I really couldn't say enough about him i just you know he just he's so knowledgeable about music about you know uh, music theory and just i mean just he's just seen it all i feel like you know um from working on you know Def Leppard albums and Shania Twain all the way to you know Five Finger Death Punch and, and and Dead and whoever else you know so it's um he's just I don't know he I really couldn't say enough about him. What do you think he brought you know to the band that might have been different from what you guys have done previously? Yeah, so it's a different vibe. You know, the first album we did this is only our second album, but the first album we did with John Feldman, um, who's a bit more um, in the punk rock world, I guess, and and um so. And, and he's a little just a bit more spontaneous, I think. And I think this time we were a little bit more um, meticulously thought out with things, which which I see strengths in both, you know, but but it was nice, you know, because we were recording there and then leaving and going on tour and then going back and recording there in, in Las Vegas. Um, so it was it was kind of nice. We'd go and record and then we'd have some time to, like, listen to the music and really decide if it was the right thing or not so it, it, it was really cool in that way and that way we, we made things that we knew we would continue liking after that going forward so um and uh i think he brought you know his mix his vibe you know which is why we went with one of the main reasons initially that we went with him because his mixes are just huge and his his um you know his tones are insane and um and he definitely brought that for us. And, and you know, um, it's a wider, bigger sonic kind of sound. Um, and, um, you know, and, and I think that, um, it's still really heavy and all that kind of stuff, but it just has just like this, this, this different, this different vibe and just bigger. And, and, um, and, uh, and then I think he brought a lot of good melody and stuff. Cause we're, we're more like, 
definitely a little bit more on the more chaos driven kind of side of things. Um, and I think kind of coupling the two together, the music theory with the kind of dissonance that we bring, um, I think it really went really made for a nice, uh, a nice relationship. Yeah. I noticed that in parasite and mannequinized that the sound compared to the debut album sounded just maybe a little bit fuller. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's what we wanted was just, you know, that jump, you know, from a lot of bands when, you know, I guess maybe just growing up or whatever it is. I, I always liked the progress of the, the sonic sound um, as they grow, you know, that kind of thing. And um, I think I, I'd like I think we accomplished that. So that's awesome that you that you heard that. Man. Cool. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that, you know, he lets you guys be yourself. And of course, you know, the band's your baby. But like, are you open to outside input as far as anything goes as far as your vocals or the, the sound of the music, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is I'm, I'm all of us really are open to, um, to any ideas. Like we like to try any idea. It's never like someone has an idea and it's just, you just shoot it down until you hear it. You know, you don't know if you like it until you hear it really, you know? So it's, um, uh, we tried a lot of different things. I mean, I went in there wanting to try different things. Um, you know, after touring for pretty much two and a half, almost, yeah, almost three years, two and a half years on the first album and just playing those songs over and over and over again. I just, you know, I wanted to do some, some different things, uh, especially with my voice. And, you know, you think of how much you change in two and a half years, you know, um, just as a person. And so that happens, you know, to us and, and, and with art and things like that. So um, definitely still, you know, still dead, but uh, we wanted to try all kinds of different things. Kevin would try giving me different um exercises and things while we're in the, in the studio in the vocal booth just trying to get me to, to choose my voice differently open my diaphragm different ways like to, to just all kinds of really slight variances and then we'd listen back and we'd find the you know the cool stuff in there and um you know in parasite in the verses i tried a totally different style of vocal and um that i'd never done before and 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 i just really liked it you know and so um you know we really wanted to not just completely duplicate the first album but have it be, you know, some sort of a growth and some sort of um, an extension of that and, and, and into, you know, where we are today. Well, you kind of mentioned it with the, the sonic, the sonically and that kind of thing. But like, how do you feel this album progresses as far as musically from the debut? <clears throat> um, I think it's a, it's a wider, broader um, spectrum of sounds. Um, I think the debut was definitely a bit more focused, um, especially even thematically. Um, it was called misanthrope and it really is that first album was really just kind of about my disappointment and distaste for humanity, I guess, <laughs> at the, especially at the time, you know? Um, and again, that we were writing a lot of those songs four or five years ago, you know? And so, um, I still love that album. I love every song on there, but, um, you know, it's just, you're in a new place and you want to express yourself in new ways. And so I think on this album, um, there still is that, you know, that still is represented in, in a lot of ways, but at the same time, uh, um, broaden the spectrum thematically with lyrics and I think sounds too. Um, it wasn't quite as focused um, on a certain sound, which is, I think, what we were doing on the first one. There was a, a box we put ourselves in a little bit, um, and we did that to ourselves. And I think this time around, that that box existed, which is great because th that that's kind of the sound, I guess. But <clears throat> we ventured outside of that box a lot and um and i and hopefully just expanded on things and um uh and and it was gratifying and it feels it feels good and it feels uh it feels good to open more doors for the next album after this album you know where we can do do more things even so it's uh it's exciting do you have a favorite track off the album or the songs that haven't been released that people could look forward to oh man um yeah, I like a lot of them. I like a lot of them, but you know, I I know we're not really supposed to release uh, track listing stuff yet. Um, oh, okay. So, um, but I love all three of all three of the ones that are out: Parasite, I Sun Shut, A Mannequin Idol. Um, they're all uh, they're all they're all. I'm stoked on all of them, and then I'm stoked on the rest of them too. I can't wait to release more. Um, and definitely the newest one that we have coming out um, with the new music video um, is a very like to me a bit more of an intimate style song um with the lyrics and things like that and um i'm really excited about that one it's a little bit different and um you know that's that's exciting to me well you kind of you mentioned lyrics and i kind of you know i was looking through your twitter feed the other day and i noticed you know you have a lot of 
you know, positive and uplifting messages. Like, and that's kind of the opposite end of your lyric content, which is a little more intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, like how do you, you know, balance those two things? And like, is the lyric like kind of lyrics your way to like get the, you know, the intensity out. And then, you know, what you're saying on Twitter is more like your mind, you know, I can't really. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, thought I, process, I, I guess. Yeah. I get where you're going. I, um, yeah, that's true. You know, um, the thing is, is for me is, is I, I can find positivity or I can find, I guess I don't even need to call it positivity, but worth, I can find worth in words that are negative and worth in words that are positive for me personally. Um, like how maybe horror movies are therapeutic to people in certain ways, you know, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole conversation or how, you know, just whatever it is. Um, so to me being super negative, isn't always, um, a negative thing now, like with the way the world is right now with, um, the pandemic and with, um, the, you know, the black lives matter and all that kind of stuff. It feels like my duty as a, as a human to to be positive more so on my day to day with people that that I know probably need some good vibes, um, and I think that that's more important really than like kind of being my stoic, artistic, dark, left of center self that I usually kind of am um, with people. I feel like um, I feel like it needs to be a bit more. Um, that's just how I feel right now. I feel like I need to be positive for people <clears throat> and, and in a way for myself too, you know, I'm, I'm having good days and bad days just like everybody else. Um, it's just such a weird thing. Um, so I really do. And, and I, and I do, you know, I love, um, I just, I love positivity and then I love, you know, being super real about things, but I'm not really trying to, um, trying to, to, to portray that to people right now. Like, I just feel like, I feel like it needs to be good vibes. I feel like people need uplifting things right now. So that's what I'm trying to, I guess, um, focus myself on, on Twitter for right now. Okay. Yeah. When, well, when you're writing lyrics, are you basing things off of like personal experiences or do you ever pull from outside influence on that kind of stuff? Mm. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, when you think of, when you think of lyrics, when you think of anything really that you make, it all comes from your experiences, I guess. And that could be watching a movie. That could be watching the news. Um, it all just gets kind of compiled and jumbled inside of your brain, your computer in there, or whatever that is, you know. Um, and it becomes a part of you in certain ways. Anything you see, you can't really unsee. And so it all get, it all goes in there and scrambles uh, itself together. And um, so a lot of it really is, um, on the new album at least, but most of it really is, is a lot of, a lot of my, um, a lot of, a lot of feelings when I write lyrics, um, I usually don't have like a mindset about what I'm going to write about. I usually just kind of like, just kind of live in the moment and just say stuff. And and then slowly, you know, the song kind of comes together, but I'm not really necessarily consciously thinking about what I'm writing about. Um, and then I usually end up taking a step back and looking down at the words and and realizing like, this is where I'm going. And then I'll just kind of go with it. And I feel like that's, uh, a true way to kind of uh, express what's coming from my soul, from my brain, whatever I'm, whenever I'm thinking about underneath the thinking mind. <clears throat> um, the thinking mind is a bit more um, imprisoned, I think, in a way, the brain, when the brain's by itself doing whatever it wants. Um, so I, I try to come from the soul, from underneath the thinking mind, somewhere behind that. And, um, and it is, it's experience or it's just life in, in, in a million different ways. Um, and so uh, there's no right or wrong way. And, and um, you know, I guess sometimes I will go to a place where I'll say something. I'll be like, I don't I, you know, I don't know if I should say that. I don't know if that's the best way to say it. And you, you might twerk, you know, tweak it a little bit. But, um, you know, it's all it's all from the gut. Do you ever do you write lyrics like without music or do you wait till you have like a riff idea or a song structure before you start doing that? Yeah, no, it, it can go a million different ways. Sometimes I'll just be like driving in the car you know listening to something and and you'll get an idea you know oftentimes maybe when you're listening to some good music you'll get an idea <clears throat> and it wouldn't be to rip that off but you get the notes start 
bouncing around in your mind and you you kind of put something together or um or yeah you could be at the grocery store or whatever and you get this cool idea that maybe it's a riff rhythm maybe it's a beat maybe it's um, a lyric or a melody um and you know you put that down and then yeah if you have the vocals first and you have to you know go and find the right guitar notes for it and um or if you have like the guitar thing first and that's always cool too because when the guys like make a demo for me, it's, it, you know, the songs there, it kind of creates an environment for me to try to live inside and it makes you feel a certain way and it pulls, pulls ideas and, and moods out of you. Um, so yeah, there, there's no certain way it happens. It happens a million different ways. And, and that's exciting to me. I, I like that it happens. I, I feel like that might get a little, uh, redundant, um, if it was always the same process, you know, so it, it keeps it exciting. That's one of my favorite things about music is the the creation and how exciting that is when something kind of comes together. Yeah. Well, keeping your voice in shape whenever you're not touring, like how have you been doing that? Like, especially like this year, because there's it, what's it been six months probably since you've. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. We did a, a Europe tour with uh, Wage War and Thornhill. Um uh, through January and then we did ship rocked in February and that was it. And then we got home and then it was quarantine. So it was, it was, it was crazy. We got home just in time, um, from all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I mean, just honestly, uh, I don't think I'm in like tour shape ready vocals right now. You know what I mean? Like I, I, <laughs> I you know, I, I'm not, um, you know, but I would get there again if I, you know, when the time is right. Um, but you know, uh, I'm playing guitar and singing, um, with you know maria and she has her keyboard and, and we sing together and stuff i play guitar we'll sing together and um i've been doing little um <clears throat> little um um acoustic performances for radio stations and and i'm um, going on twitch and doing some of that stuff too so um it's there enough but yeah I, you know i'm definitely not like tour ready but you know we usually jam a bunch and all that kind of thing to get your voice ready and then once it's there it's there um, it's like a muscle, you know, that you, 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 it's like riding a bike kind of like for me. And, um, it's not really a lot of like work to do that. Um, <laughs> as my, feel like my voice is cracking right now, which is awesome. But, um, yeah, no, I, you know, it's all good. It, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be ready to go again. Well, playing acoustic like that, does it, I mean, I don't know, is that something you've been doing your whole life or does it feel weird whenever you're used to being on stage, like, you know, in full on dead mode? <laughs> right, right now. Yeah. No, I've always really, um, most of my life, um, sorry, most of my life, um, uh, I've always written, uh, on acoustic guitar. I've always felt like if it sounds good on an acoustic, then it'll sound good when it's all distorted and heavy and stuff. And, uh, it's a good way to dream, you know, I think with the acoustic, um, uh, so yeah, I always write on acoustic. I know a lot of the other guys do the same thing when they're writing and, um, um, you know, and then when, if it's also, if it sounds heavy on acoustic, it's going to sound super heavy when it's on, you know, when it's on your on a, a electric guitar as well. So, um, and, and there's no, yeah, there's no, like I said, no right, right or wrong way, but yeah, I've always loved acoustic. I've always loved just kind of sitting by myself super late into the night and just jamming and, um, getting lost in it. It's, it's one of my favorite things. I know you worked on a track within this moment, but you mentioned playing, you know, acoustic and her on piano, like. Is that something mm-hmm. we could ever get any kind of collaboration from you guys in that area? Yeah, you never you never know. I mean, we um, we've talked about that too, and we even talked about doing that that song um, "Hunting Grounds" that that I did with them. Um, uh, and we've been playing that a little bit ourselves and stuff. So um, um, we'll see. You know, uh, if the time is right for that, that we will. And um, and uh, again, it's just like not forcing anything. If it if it organically happens and cool and. And we're just kind of doing it for fun and and to um, to keep uh, like you're saying just to kind of keep ourselves in the mode of singing and and whatnot and um, you know we're here together and it's it's awesome to be creative together and um, so uh, you never know. Yeah. Outside of promoting the new album and the new single and everything, like how have you been spending your personal time during the pandemic? Yeah, just like probably pretty similarly to to, to most everybody else. You know, it's like. Uh, trying to you know trying to cook good food and trying to trying to exercise um um trying to you know trying to not lose lose ourselves in in it you know um going hiking been going up into the mountains and hiking um on like waterfalls and stuff which has been pretty awesome um you know and then of course binge watching things we've been watching the boys um on prime have you have you seen that no several people have told me to i just 
haven't done it yet. Oh, dude, it, I mean, it, it is really, I think it's just a really special show. It's, it's very, I don't know, very intelligently done, I think, and um, very unique, something I've never seen. So, yeah, we've been watching The Boys. Um, I think we're all caught up on that as of last night. Um, watching, um, what else are we watching? Um, that, there's that new Ridley Scott show that's out, um, Raised by Wolves, which is so dope. Definitely some huge like alien vibes on that, and um, uh, there's a bunch of other shows. You know, watching a lot of shows, whatever. Um, and um, you know, playing music. We've been working on um, like some different variations of songs. So we we got a studio set up now that that we're so excited about. And um, Maria's been recording some stuff as well, and um, you know, for for different things. And so it's just cool, just staying busy and and just staying uh, inspired, and then you know, really trying to take time to uh to call family as much as we can and be with family and and um you know take this time because um you know definitely for myself definitely for Marie both like uh you know just touring so much you, you don't really have time to stop and really like think about things in, in the sense of um like really having that time to be home and really having that time to 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 call whoever you want and all that kind of stuff so it's been really nice it's been a good step back and um you know stop and smell the roses type thing and in that way you know obviously it's terrible that all these terrible things are happening in the world but um you know as far as for for myself it's it's good to slow down i'm enjoying that yeah yeah i think for you know newer bands such as dead that it's you know kind of hard to put a full stop on things but on the same time on the personal level it's kind of a blessing in disguise as far as getting like you said to experience things a little bit different than you would be if you guys were out on tour all summer yeah no exactly you're right you're right and that that's like one of the things too is um you know kind of uh the whole last year was recording and then going on tour and then recording and going on tour and and that was all happening because we wanted to keep the momentum going like you're saying um because momentum is just like priceless you can't you know you can't get momentum back and so we really put ourselves through the ringer to keep the momentum going to be touring and be in front of people uh simultaneously with recording and it was difficult and um and then you know after all that work and, and keeping that going and, and having like, you know, we're supposed to go out then um, after that wage war tour, um, we were supposed to go out within this moment in Blackfelt Brides and it was going to keep, you know, it was going to flow seamlessly. And then, you know, all this happened and then you're like, oh, there goes that momentum, you know, <laughs> and um, but, you know, not to say it wasn't worth it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we staying busy was was good. I think it was good for us. And um, but it really um, it was taxing. The last three years was really taxing. Um, we'd never toured like that before in any band we'd been in before and um, going to Europe twice and um, all that kind of stuff and then touring the United States a handful of times. Um, so there is a part of me that really enjoys the the slowing down, um, just a, like, you know, the, the personal human side of me does. Um, but then, you know, I, I definitely miss playing shows. Uh, like, no words can describe how much I want to play a show right now. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's strange. It's a, you know... Some, some sort of a you know some sort of a weird limbo we're in right now so it's it's crazy right you know you mentioned the the positivity you know during these times like the pandemic and division and protest and everything like mm-hmm. how important you feel new music is during a time like this well right and that's 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 what it is is like that's why i feel like it's cool to um you know, it'd be cool to to start releasing <laughs> to release our album because <laughs> I do. I feel like I feel like it, it would be very positive uh, for a lot of people because I know it is for me. <clears throat> you know, just being a being a human, uh, I know when when bands that I'm listening to or even new bands that I find um, because I'm doing a lot of that right now. I'm, I really have a lot of time to listen to a lot of new music that's coming out, and it's nice for me. You know, it's really nice for if I find something that's awesome that I can work out to or just something that we can chill to, or um, you know, whatever it is. Um, so it, it is, it's nice to, to kind of have that, um, that escape into do music. Um, you know, I really enjoyed, uh, I just listened to that new, um, Manson album. I really, really enjoyed that. It's got some really heavy, like David Bowie vibes in it. And, um, you know, um, a handful of different things that's just off the top of my head. But, um, so it's, you know, I think it is, it is, it is important um, to be releasing music and, and I guess we're doing it a little bit more spaced out, but still releasing music. Um, and hopefully it is making that positive impact in that sense. Um, um, you know, and, and we're going to continue to do that. And I'm, I'm trying to push to, uh, 
to uh, to release the the album details, get the rest of the music out. But um, you know, like I said, we just released Parasite a couple weeks ago. We're gonna have a new new song come out um, and a new music video come out. And so there's something cool to that, you know, with um, being where we are now in the, in the future and the way people are digesting music. There's something cool to spacing the music out too, and I enjoy that as well because you're not getting it all in one shot. You can kind of digest it as one song and 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 not really like when you get a full album it's like you hear 12 songs you're like okay cool i I really liked you know track two five and six or whatever and you know and then you don't really hear the rest of the song sometimes and so in a way it's cool to release it individually so people can really just focus on that one idea yeah are you you familiar with the band ego kill talent i am yeah Yeah. like they you know they had their album ready like earlier in the year and they decided to split it up into three EPs and then put the full album out next year after the EPs have all been out, which I thought was kind okay. of a cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See like that kind of stuff is cool. Like, and, um, I know like I think John Mayer did that on his last album too. He did like two different EPs, you know, so, and you know, and then everybody's just doing things different ways. And so I think that's cool, man. Yeah. And those guys are cool. They got like a cool, like, uh, well, almost like a Foo Fighters kind of vibe to them, like an alternative kind of thing, like folds and something. It's really cool. I like them a lot. Well, kind of, I mean, I know the influence question you've probably been asked a billion times, but like as mm-hmm. far as you pinpoint down to one or two people that made you want to be a vocalist? Um, I don't know that I necessarily um, like wanted to be a vocalist. I don't think that was really necessarily ever a thought. I'm trying to think back right now. I more so was just inspired to like want to like, <laughs> Pretty much, it sounds silly but i just wanted to rock i guess you know like i wanted to uh it just sounds so dumb saying it but as a kid i'm thinking back of my mentality um when i think back i think the two most that stand out to the, the ones that stand out to me most uh are nirvana and corn i think those are the two that really made me want to like get a guitar and like write riffs and like you know write songs just be creative um and I just thought, you know, at the time they were just the two cool, they were just so cool. Um, you know, and I just wanted to have friends and hang out and make music like that and have, be a part of a culture. And, you know, I think it was more all that kind of stuff. I don't think it was just, I want to sing and I want to, you know, emote and, you know, it, it was never really like anything like that. It was more just, I wanted to be a part of a culture. I wanted to make a culture. I wanted to, um, be loud. I wanted to be abrasive. Um, you know, so I would say Nirvana and Corner, like the two that really, really put me there. And then, you know, uh, some of my favorite lyricists, you know, like Zach Taylor Roca from Rage, um, you know, Bob Dylan is one of my favorite lyricists of all time. I mean, you know, Bob Marley, I'm a huge fan. So that's the thing is like, I like so many things, but I would say the reason I started a band and got a guitar and like started making music and it was, I would say Corn and Nirvana are the two that were, that were huge. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of corn, I mean, you guys get labeled new metal a lot. Does that, mm-hmm. does that bug you? Cause I know sometimes when people get labeled things that have kind of from the past or whatever, you know, it kind of hits you either way. I mean, are you cool with that label? I'm, oh yeah, I'm cool with whatever. Cause people are always going to kind of put you in a box. I even do it with other bands too. I'll be like, Oh yeah, they're kind of like this and this and this. And you know, it's just a way to kind of give people an idea uh, of what your band is like, you know? So I, am okay with it. I think for us, it, it's a little, I think it discredits us a little bit. I feel like we're not just a new metal band. I think there's a lot more influences in it. I think it's its own thing. Um, but you know, it's okay. Like people are going to do what they're going to do. Cool. Yeah. Well, kind of a final question for you might be kind of a mm-hmm. dumb question, but I've also got a decent sized beard. And if you found a mask that doesn't leave like indention in your beard, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. You know that, you know, the, the struggle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's terrible too. Cause it, underneath the mask, like my beard gets all pushed in my nose and my mouth and all, you know, you know, it uh, all over the place. And, um, I have, you know what I have it. I, I, I've been using just those blue ones and those seem to be the most, you know, uh, forgiving, I guess. And, and, and all the masks that I've tried, just those kind of standard blue ones from CVS or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> that's an awesome question um and i trim my beard a little bit too actually just just because of whatever but uh um so it's it hasn't been quite as bad as it was it was pretty ferocious for a while there and it was terrible wearing a mask um so uh you know i've attacked it from both angles and uh it's not so bad now uh-huh. yeah i haven't i haven't <laughs> tried those 
those standard blue ones, so maybe that's been my issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, they're just a little bit chiller. Like they, they they move a little bit more, but I don't know if they're as effective. We had the really solid, like the real whatever they're called N14 or whatever super crazy ones in the beginning, and um, you know, those were pretty uncomfortable. But apparently, they did. You know, they did a good job, and we didn't get sick. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time with me today. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate you very much. Well, uh, have have an awesome day. And um, yeah, man, thanks for having me on again. Appreciate you. There you go, Joe Cotella of Dead. A huge thank you to Tim from Adam Splitter PR. And of course, a massive thank you to Joe for taking some time out there to talk to me about everything Dead's got going on. Looking forward to their next album coming out. If you haven't heard the music they've released recently, they've had, I think, three songs come out here in the past four or five months. So definitely check that out. Like I said, if you like your stuff hard and heavy, Dead's a good band to check out if you have not. But I'm sure you have if you're listening because they've kind of blown up on the scene here in the past couple years. They've been all over the festival scene and right. making a name for themselves. And we kind of talked about, you know, what his thoughts were on how the pandemic kind of kills momentum, especially for a band like that who was really kind of starting to peak. Yeah, and then, yeah, they were everywhere. And yeah. there's a lot of bands that were like that, and then nothing. Yeah. And you So know, you got to wonder, that, like, if there's going to be a build-back process, yeah. or if they can just, like, once shit happens, if they'll still be there. I mean, that's kind of hard. That's kind of a weird scenario no one ever, everyone's ever really been in, you know? Right. <laughs> we're going to find out sooner or later, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Another band in the, kind of in that situation was Saul, you know, kind of yeah. the same way. Yeah, exactly. Like I mentioned up front, check out our YouTube <clears throat> channel. And, hey, keep listening to this podcast. You never know, you might hear someone from Saul on here. Maybe. Maybe. You just don't know. It's possible. <laughs> but speaking of that, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. We've got 288 previous episodes you can check out. Like we said, David Elfson from Megadeth has been on here a couple times. We've had on guys from Killswitch Engage, Clutch, Corrosion and Conformity, Prong. Typo Negative, Shine Down, Life of Agony, Warren, Europe, Great White, Tesla, Kiss, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard even. Yeah, Def Leppard, yeah, fucking A. Vivian COC, Crowbar. Yeah. I Hate God. Yep. Super Joint, Sons of Texas. Battlecross. Yeah, Avatar. So just dig through there. There's going to be something that you... There's going to be an artist who dig in there somewhere, I promise. You can find us most everywhere podcasts are heard. Spotify, SoundCloud. We've got stuff on YouTube separate from the podcast. Subscribe at The Thunder Underground. Follow us on all the socials. TheThunderUnderground.com is our website. You can find all the socials there, so like and follow. Read some reviews on there. All that great stuff. Anything you see, like, comment, share. It helps out as well. All right, once again, a huge thank you to Joe Cotella of Dead, Sunset Tattoo, Med Farm, DB Concerts, and Hell Hot Hot Sauce. And until next time. Yeah, I just thought I'd just shoot you a text or whatever, so I don't know, you know, yeah. jump on videos and stuff. I don't, you know, you know, I never know. I, I don't know what everybody's doing, so it's, it's all good. But that's good for me because I'm just waking up, so I look like shit right now. So <laughs> No problem. <laughs> cool, yeah, whenever man. I was first using Skype, I... I didn't realize you could turn the video off and sometimes we'd call people and we would be on video and they wouldn't be. And I felt kind of stupid. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's all good though, man. It's all cool. good. Thunder Underground, y'all.